Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Great to have you with me, always exploring exciting things and love doing it with you. I want to start this episode by describing two men I very much admire. The first one is named David. That's all I'm going to tell you right now. David was raised uh, the son of an army officer. He went to college. It didn't go real well for him. He just wasn't much of an academic. He decided not to continue. And he got out of college and got a plumber's license and began to be a plumber. Now, that doesn't sound very sexy, doesn't sound very high level, doesn't sound very, you know, prestigious. But David had skills. He had knowledge. He was a guy who could sit down on the internet or sit down with a book and teach himself and learn and grow. And so David started with plumbing and then, and was very successful, by the way, um, had crews that he ran all over his state. But then he began to work in gas products, began to sell gas products, and that grew and increased. And David went from being, I guess we'd call him a college dropout, no insult intended, David will probably be listening to this, and uh, he went from a college dropout to a multimillionaire, starting as a plumber, because he grew, he learned, and he also was in a field, a trade really, uh, which people desperately need in our time. David didn't mind getting down in the muck and the mire. He didn't mind climbing into the hole to deal with the plumbing. He didn't mind hauling things around and going up and down ladders and being dirty at the end of the day. And he hired other people who felt the same way, and he made a lot of money. And David today, in his 50s, is a multi-millionaire, but he started as a plumber, which a lot of people would look down on, but I don't. Let me tell you about another man that I admire very much. Uh, You will know him immediately. Uh, I have actually written a book about this man. His name is Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Washington was born uh, just before the American Civil War. He lived in his childhood as a slave, eventually was obviously liberated with all of American slaves. He went to college, was very fortunate in his education, and he came to a conclusion that American blacks, many of whom wanted to exit slavery and go immediately into privilege and wealth and kind of a showy excess of dress and style, this is these are his words, not mine, uh, he said, you know how black America is going to win its place? You know how black America is going to be respected? He said, we've got to learn the trades. We've got to make ourselves economically valuable to the society. And so he taught the idea of skills. He taught the idea of looking at what a society needed economically and in terms of services and mastering that. Be a painter, be a plumber, be whatever a People needed. And I want to tell you that, by the way, the first guy, David, is my brother. 
I respect him very much, David Mansfield, and I love him dearly, my younger brother, nine years younger than me. And Booker T. Washington is a man I admire very much. And what's common to these two stories is the emphasis on the trades, the emphasis on the practical trades and work that a society needs. Now, I've told you many times before that I, of course, am a person who works in higher academics to some degree. Uh, got a bachelor's and a couple of masters and a doctorate. I'm senior fellow for public leadership at a university. You know who I am. I write, I speak, I'm in media, I do things, I work in DC, et cetera. So my work is knowledge work. My work is uh, book learning, as my grandmother used to say, my Southern grandmother used to say. My, my, my life is more higher knowledge. It requires degrees and so on. But I have a a very strong belief in the idea, and it's not elitism when I say this, that not everybody should be going to college. It's not that they're stupid. It's not that they wouldn't do well. It's that college is for certain things and certain people, but prosperity does not require college. Prosperity and a fulfilled life and a happy life and meaningful work does not require college. Listen to this. There are more than $1.7 trillion in student debt in America today. More than $1.7 trillion in student debt in America today. I know we're talking about this a little bit because the Biden administration has talked about canceling student debt. I don't think it's going to happen during his administration. I don't think it's legal. I don't think the courts are going to allow it. And they probably shouldn't. These are canceled. This is canceling private contracts and not, not something that's probably wise as much, of course, as I'd like to see all this debt wiped out. But the point that I'm trying to make is you've got people who are being told that the only way to success in American society or world society, for that matter, is that they go to college and they get a four-year degree. And often, and I don't mean to be insulting here, remember I'm a university guy, they'll get degrees in communications or they'll get degrees in PR or they'll get degrees in abstract things like that, which don't necessarily lead specifically to a career track. Now, they've got tens of thousands of dollars, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars in school debt. Maybe they've gone on and gotten a master's degree or what have you, and it doesn't necessarily lead to the things they want, a meaningful life, meaningful work, prosperity. Many people would be more fulfilled, I believe, if they would learn a trade, do what their gifts lean towards, build something with their own hands. Listen to this. There are 1.2 million jobs in America that are open right now and do not require a college degree. 1.2 million. Okay? But I'll tell you part of our problem. Part of our problem is Hollywood. Part of our problem is the media. Think about the way in the average movie or the average TV show that the tradesman is treated. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. The plumber comes over to the house and the sitcom and his crack is showing and there's a ha-ha joke and and maybe he's got a stogie half smoke sticking out of his mouth and his belly is sticking out and he doesn't speak good English and he's kind of a joke. He's kind of a, you know, it's, it's, it's somebody we're bouncing off of humorously. Uh, he's be ridiculed by Hollywood. Why? Because he didn't get a degree, because he's not a, a knowledge worker, because he's not a doctor or a lawyer. 
Well, I, I want to just tell you that we've got to push back on this kind of thing. I've told you many times in this podcast that one of my mentors is Dave Ramsey. I really admire him, really appreciate what he does. Yes, he's a friend. And I want to say what I always say when I mention Dave Ramsey, that I have no financial connection to his firm. We're friends. I speak for them occasionally. And that's as far as it goes. Uh, so you don't have to worry that I'm trying to sell you something here. But the bottom line is that Dave has done a seminar. We're going to put the link to it in the show notes for this program. But I'll tell you, uh, he's recently done a, a, a show with a number of other people about this issue of work and the trades in modern American society. And I'll tell you, I think it's something that many of you need to hear. I think it's some of the, something that many of you need to talk about with your families. And in this podcast, I don't always talk about the most cutting edge news stories because I want to talk about the trends that are really important, really shaping our society, really about the future. But I'm concerned about American society and the message we're sending to people that you've got to get a college degree in order to be able to uh, accomplish anything or prosper or be successful or be fulfilled or be happy. Uh, I, because, because of my, my brother and of course our closeness and many, many other people I know, I know a great many people who are well off and fulfilled and they do things that don't sound that sexy when they're described, but they're using their skills. I know a guy who runs a painting company and they, he makes tremendous money. Uh, I know a guy who specializes in mattresses and the kind of electronic, you know, beds and mattresses we have today. They make them custom. He's made this his specialty, making good money, happy, enjoys it, has showrooms. It's what he loves doing. I know a, a lot of mechanics, uh, a lot of people who just have, are good at that. We, we all know people. People. Think back to high school. We all know people who were just great, could fix a computer, fix a car, fix a refrigerator. It seemed like they just knew it. They like they hardly even read anything. They just had those ability to figure out systems. Well, why would you take somebody with those gifts and send them off to get a four-year degree in English? As much as I value that, my doctorate's in history and literature. My point is, why would you send them off to go cross-grain their abilities and not recognize their abilities and let them build a career in that direction. The message that everybody's got to get a college degree is wrong. And it leads to massive debt. Of course, we've already talked about the predatory lending practices and the thinking that causes people to go through their lives in massive debt. But I, I want to say that what we've got to come back to is a love of work. This is what Booker T. Washington talked about. This is what I admire in my brother's life. This is what Dave Ramsey emphasizes in this program. Again, we'll put the link in the show notes for this episode. Uh, there's a book by a guy I really admire, Rick Eberstadt, E-B-E-R-S-T-A-D-T. He has written about men without work. And he talks about the 7.2 million men who are in the prime of their life, 25 to 54, and they choose not to look for work. Now, think about this next stat. For every five people who are retiring from the trades, from the practical trades that I've been describing, only two enter. Only two enter. So you do the math. You can figure out we're losing people. We not, when we need mechanics, when we need carpenters, when we need repairmen, when we need people to remodel homes, when we need people to build houses, when we need people to repair cars, when we need people to, you know what I'm talking about, to build things, to plant things, to actually do things with their hands, to do the dirty work that needs to be done. I'm saying to you that 
we've got to have a different attitude towards work. And by the way, I'm saying two things at once. One is let's have a different attitude towards work, which is a godly thing, a holy thing, a thing that's meant to be fulfilling, but also that we're heading towards a societal crisis. We're heading towards a societal crisis. We need computer techs. We need carpenters. We need people who can build. We need people who can fix uh, cars and and more, more so in the future. Uh, we need people who have the practical skills. And we've got a skills crisis going on, certainly in America and in other countries of the world. Well, one of the things you want to do if you want to prosper is figure out what people need and figure out what the market is short on, what it's lacking. That's what my brother did. That's what David did. I admire him so much. Academics wasn't his thing like his older brother. So uh, he became a plumber, defied all the negative images, worked hard, did the difficult work, actually almost hurt his body at one point until he figured out some ways to not damage his body, hired crews, grew it, was smart, read, 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 studied, 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 worked hard, very wealthy right now, very wealthy and happy and fulfilled and a a big, happy family. So proud of him. How did he do it? He realized what the market needed. He realized that plumbing was something noble and good and beautiful. David's a Christian. And he realized the nobility of work and the calling to work. And he realized he had gifts there. David can look at something, I'm telling you, he can look at something and either fix it or figure it out or know how to get somebody involved in it within five seconds. I look at it and I go, I don't know what to do. I mean, it's just, it's insane. But it's because there are certain gifts. We're all made with different things. We're all made in different ways. My stuff, as you know, is leadership and politics, international affairs and history. Okay, what? There's like five of us called to that kind of stuff. Okay, not really, but but it's not very many. The majority of people are called to other kinds of stuff. It's kind of like in the Christian church. I mention all the time that I'm a Christian and there's a mentality there. Hey, if you're really gifted and really anointed, you'll be a pastor. But the reality is very small number of people are supposed to be pastors. The majority of people are supposed to be trained by pastors to go out in the world and use their gifts in other ways, military and education and broadcast and, and business and construction and you know aeronautics and technology and all of those things. Very few people are supposed to be pastors and church leaders. The vast majority of people are supposed to be trained by them, but out there using their gifts in other fields. So this is a critical issue in our society, and I don't mind from time to time uh, moving away from politics and contemporary affairs, uh, you know, the hot things in the news, and coming back to the stuff that really is shaping our society and that is a trend that we need to know about. I am concerned about the fact that for every five people in the trades who retire, only two enter. I'm also concerned about the war on work that's happening in our society. You know I'm concerned about the downward spiral of men, a lot of which has to do with them just refusing to work. And and, and remember, again, the 7.2 million men in the prime of their life who just choose not to work, sitting home, playing video games, and soaking up mom's air conditioning. We've got a crisis in our society. So there's two levels here. One is the war on work and the attitude towards work and the attitude towards the trades. Okay, that may change, that may not. But for you who are listening, you who have sons and daughters, uh, you who are, I have a lot of young listening to me, 
And by the way, I, one of the things I love about this podcast and I'm grateful for is I have a lot of high-level leaders who listen, those of you in Congress, those in the Senate and the House, uh, those of you who are state governments, and those of you who make policy, make sure to encourage the trades. Don't push everybody towards college. Don't push everybody towards college debt. Again, $1.7 trillion in student loans in America. What's the incentive for the guy who's going to learn air conditioning? What's the incentive for the truck driver? What's the, cons- in the incentive for the rail worker? What's the incentive for the guy learning um, how to service electric cars, etc., 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 etc.? Think in terms of those policies. So I care about the war on work, but I also want to say to those of you who are still making career decisions or helping people who are making career decisions, the trades are where it's at. Booker T. Washington was right. The majority of acceptance of blacks in America did not come primarily through laws. That, that, as much as I believe in the battle for civil rights and have helped and what have you, it came by people being amazing in their fields, people being gifted, people knowing what they were doing, people being able to make the best of everything. And yeah, it came from the, 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 the people who achieved high things like sports and politics and music and what have. Of course, that's all part of it. But on the street, at the daily level, it came because a guy was good at what he did, and he provided a service, and he showed up on time, and he was respectful, and he did it well, and he built a lot of money, and he grew, and he increased, and he lived a noble life, and raised good children, and built a company that survived. That's, that's, that's a lot of what produced change in the world for every ethnicity, by the way, for every people group. It's amazing. Those, that's what the stats show. So let's end the war on work. Let's certainly, and this is the topic of, of, of my other podcast, not this one, but let's end this ridiculous male bombing out of work and, and 7.2 million men in the prime of their life laying around watching TV. And let's stop forcing everybody to college and start realizing that a high school grad who then goes and gets some skills can prosper like my brother did and can prosper like many people have done in our history. College is not the answer for everybody. Finding and developing skills that the market needs, and man, is that going to increase in the years to come, is one of the keys of prospering. Let's do it, and let's do it big. I want you to watch the beautiful presentation that Dave Ramsey scripted, the program they did on this very topic. You're going to be moved Uh, You're going to be stirred. It's going to make a difference. Make Dave a mentor to you like he's a mentor to me. And let's change the culture when it comes to the nobility of work in our society. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular global speaker, and senior fellow for public leadership at Palm Beach Atlantic University. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.